It's spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the world. The KITV network is available on Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, Cross TV, the KITV network, Roku TV, Android TV, HSBN TV, Google Chromecast, and Samsung Smart TV, plus their podcasts spreading the love. The Lord's Word taught in so many forms to so many people through talk shows, Bible teaching, gospel music, church services, and youth programs, and so much more available to you. The KITV Network, from faith to faith and glory to glory. For more information, contact us at info at KITVnetwork.com or learn more at KITVnetwork.com. I want to share a word that I've never, I've never shared in any church anywhere. And, you know, it's, it's easy for me because I, I travel all over the world and I can go to the files and I can pull something. But I really felt very strongly that God wanted to deliver a prophetic word to this house and to those that are watching this morning. And so we're going to, uh, we're going to deliver it. And I want to talk to you about restoration. Everybody say, God will restore me. Do you believe that today? So we're going to talk about restoration and and what God can do in our lives. I want to share three things with you. But turn your Bibles or turn on your device or just look at the screen even. And uh, thank you, worship team, for your ministry this morning. It's an honor to be with you. I've served on the board of this ministry for several years alongside of your pastors, and we love them dearly. We're going to talk 1 Peter 5, verse 6 through 10. It says this, So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time He will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares for you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. In His kindness, God called you to share in His eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, He will restore, support, and strengthen you, and He will establish you on a firm foundation. I want to look at those four things that are there in that very last verse today as we look at this. But we need to believe that God is about to restore things in our lives. The word restoration means this, to receive more back than what you originally had. How many believe God's got that for you in Jesus' name? Come on, somebody get excited in this house. I'm the white guy here. You should be shouting a little better than that. Come on. And and listen, you need to know that God has more for you right now than what you already have. And God wants to restore you, restoration, to receive more back than what you originally had. Why would you even want just what you used to have? Because how many know God has more for you? 
The Word of God tells us His mercies are new every morning. You know, we say, oh God, I want, I want you to give me back what I used to have. I used to have this, I used to have that. No, don't just settle for that. Believe God for more than that. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're shouting this morning in Jesus' name. You need to believe God for more than what you already have. Why does God just want to give you what you had back when he has something else to add on to what you already had? In Jesus' name. Number one is this. God will restore you. Everybody say, God will restore me. God wants to restore your health, your wealth, your family, your relationships. God wants to bring you back around. He wants to turn things around. That which you, listen to this, that which you've struggled with could be the very thing that God will restore you in so that you can help other people. Oh, glory be to God. I'm going to say it again. The very thing that you've struggled with up till now could be the very thing that God wants to use you in to help others. And so you said, well, I might have went through grief. How many know that God can use that grief to help somebody else? How many know you might have went through sickness? God can use that sickness to help somebody else. we got to understand, God didn't bring it on you. Come on. But God can use it. Even in this pandemic that we, I call it a pandemic, but even in this pandemic that we have, we got to understand, God did not bring this on us. But God is using it in our lives. Because he takes the very things that people thought could never be used, and he somehow uses them. He takes the foolish things to confound the wise, the scripture says. And it says he works all things together for what? For good, for those that love God and are called according to his purposes. Anybody called according to his purposes here tonight in Jesus' name? That he's going to use it. Everybody say, God's going to use it. See, no matter what you're going through, I prophesy today you're going through in Jesus' name. You're going through to the other side. Jesus in Luke 4 went into the desert, but when he came out, somebody shout, when he came out. Come on, I'm preaching now. When he came out, he came out stronger, he came out more powerful, he came out more anointed than when he went in in Jesus' name. Woo! And that's what God has for you. He wants to restore you. He wants to help you in these areas. What does the scripture says? It says, after you have suffered a while. Anybody been through some suffering? Come on. Woo! <laughs> Come on, I have both hands up. I've got my legs up. I'm standing on the chair in Jesus' name. After you have suffered a while, his promise is, he will what? He will restore you. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, God will restore me. Number two is this. Not only will he restore you, number two is, God will support you. Oh, glory be to God. I have to do that since Pastor Ben's not here. Glory be to God. I always say GB2G. That's what we always, that's our little code that we have when we're typing. Let your character, Hebrews 13.5, look at it on the screen. Let your character, your moral essence, your inner nature be free from the love of money. Shun greed, be financially ethical, be content with what you have for he has said. Here it is. I will never under any circumstances, desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support, nor will I, in any degree, leave you helpless, nor will I forsake you, or let you down, or relax my hold on you, assuredly not. I will never leave you without support. 
How many know the people that you think are going to support you sometimes aren't always the ones that are there for you? <laughs> Come on. And, and you think, uh, but, but, I, but I've done this for them. I've helped them this way. I've, I've done this. I've been there for them. I've been the, they were going through hell. I was there for them. Where are they for me? But we've learned very quickly that the people that we think support us not are, are not always the ones that are there to support. But we have to find people and surround ourselves with people who are going to give us support in Jesus' name. How many know it's not just about a one-way thing? But it's about you helping me, me helping you. It's about helping each other, brothers. Word of God says encourage one another daily. And I've learned that it's going to happen this way. That sometimes it's only going to be one way. So I've learned this, is that I need to go where I'm celebrated and not where I'm tolerated. Oh my God, I need an organ up in here, Bishop. Come on. I need to go where I'm celebrated, not where I'm tolerated. If people don't want me around, then I'll just leave, glory be to God. I'll go where somebody wants me. Somebody's going to appreciate me. Somebody's going to be thankful that I'm there for. Woo! God will not leave you without support. See, and I've found very quickly in this, especially in 30 years of ministry almost, that when somebody leaves, God always brings somebody else. And you know what? It's usually better, glory be to God. He brings somebody better that's going to stand with you. It's going to come along. Oh, glory be to God. That's going to come alongside of you and that stands there firm with you and says, I'm here for you. I'm going to hold up your arms. Woo, hallelujah. God will support you. He brings other people. You see, we need relationships that are going to be covenant relationships. Pastor Ben and I have been in a relationship for 15 years, maybe. How long have you been in the city? 15 years. And when we met, it was like Holy Spirit joined our hearts together right away. And, and we developed relationship and fellowship together. And I know that when I've been at my very roughest times, who are you going to call? <laughs> Do you have somebody that you can call? See, you've got to find those covenant shikapasata. You've got to find those covenant relationships. People you can reach out to, when it, because when you're going through the tough times is when you find out who your friends really are. Woo! You say, well, well I thought they cared for me. I thought, but they preached at my church. They nah, give me a break. You find out who your friends are when you're going through the tough times. I was going through a tough time many years ago. I remember many times I'd call Bishop at 3 in the morning. I said, Bishop, I can't sleep. I'm an absolute mess. And Pastor D's like, who are you talking to, Bishop? Oh, it's just Bishop. He's crying again. But you know what? He was there. He listened. And we need people who are going to be there to be a support to us. You see, the church is called to be a support. In this pandemic that we're going through, the church has learned that they need to be a better support. They need to be a better support to their community, to their city, to wherever, wherever they are. And some of us need to learn that it's time for, for us to cut off some relationships. Woo! Now I'm preaching. Sometimes it's not the devil holding you back, it's yourself that's holding you back. Well, we blame this person, we blame that person. Listen, the devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make you do it. You made the decision to do it. Don't blame the devil. Don't give him that much credit. Come on in Jesus' name. 
You show me your top, your top five friends right now and I'll show you your destiny in five years. God will support you. Somebody say, God will support me. Is this helping anybody yet? We're coming to number three. I, I told you it won't be long, but it will be good. Glory be to God. God will strengthen you. Somebody say, God will strengthen me. Listen to what it says, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses. So that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in insult, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You need to understand this morning that when you're at your weakest, he's at his strongest. Hallelujah. I said when you're at your weakest, he's at his strongest. You may feel like you don't have anything left. You may feel like you don't have any strength. But his strength is perfect. His strength is perfect when my strength is gone. He'll carry us so we can carry on. Made in his image, the weak become strong. His strength is perfect. His strength is perfect. See, you may not know. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I see. You are my all in all. Seeking you as a precious jewel. Lord, to give up I'd be. Come on, sing it. You are my all in all. Stand to your feet this morning. Lift your hands. Sing Jesus. Jesus. You're the Lamb of God. Worthy is your name. Come on, lift your hands and sing it. The glory of God's in this house. Jesus. You're the Lamb of God. Worthy is your name. Sing it again. Sing Jesus, Lamb of God. support you. He's here to strengthen you. This is, it, Revelation 21.5. You can be seated. I'm bringing this in for a landing here. But we need to understand that when we put our trust in him, he comes and he strengthens us. How many are glad for the strength of the Lord? How many are glad when you've been weak, you can feel his strength? He just comes and it's like, I'm going to breathe my power into you. I'm going to breathe my strength. I'm going to breathe my dunamis into you. My power. That gives you strength. The final thing is this. Number four. And the final one is this. God will establish you. Oh, glory be to God. Listen to what it says. 
Ephesians 6.11. Put on the armor of God. So what? So that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. You need to understand when God establishes you, no weapon formed against you can prosper. Because God establishes you. And people can put their mouth on you. People can say what they may in Jesus' name. But when God, oh, glory be to God. When God establishes you, he says, I'm going to make it the way I, it should be. And some of you, even in your life, people have said things. People have come against you. They've done nasty things to you. But God says, I am about to establish you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table in the, glory be to God, in the midst of my enemies. So they can say what they want, they can do what they want, but God is setting you up. And what looks to be a setback is really a setup. Because God says, I'm going to put a table right there in the midst of your enemies. <laughs> he's going to establish you. And he's going to put you there. When God says it's so, it is so. We say it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Well, today, World Harvest Church, I'm telling you, it's about time that God says, I'm here to establish you. You're here in this city. You could have closed down ten times, but you haven't. You're still here. Why? Because God wants to establish you in this place. Woo! I'm preaching better than you're shouting today, but that's okay. If you're not getting blessed, I am in Jesus' name, so that's okay. King David, Acts 2.25, listen to what it says. King David said this about him. I see that the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. Back in Psalm 62, he alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, and I will not be shaken. That needs to be your confession this morning. When God establishes you, when all hell is breaking loose around you, Pastor D, my God, you know that you can stand and you shall not be shaken. You shall not be shaken. When the doctors say one thing, you know another because God has established you. And God says, you shall not be shaken. Bishop, listen to me within the sound of my voice. You shall not be shaken in Jesus' name. For what God has spoke shall come to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. You can't be moved by your circumstances. You need to be moved by what God says about you. Stand to your feet. I'm going to share a couple scriptures with you. And we're going to pray. You can start playing, bro, if you would. Thank you. Listen to what it says, Job 42. Because I want you to know that you're going to be established. I'm preaching hard. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching this hard. Because it's a prophetic word for this house. When Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as ever before. Then it says, verse 12, So the Lord blessed Job in the second half, somebody shout the second half, of his life even more than in the beginning. Pastor D, the second half in Jesus' name. The latter shall be greater, and your latter shall be greater, and your latter shall be greater than your past. Woo! Oh, it's on me today. For now he had 14,000 sheep, 
6,000 camels, 1,000 teams of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. We see that God blessed Job in the second half. But the key was this. Is that even though he was going through stuff, he prayed for his friends. My God, if you want to be touched, if you want to step into the double that God has, oh, glory be to God. I'm so feeling drunk up here right now. If you want to feel, oh, Jesus, shakapasata. If you want to step into the double, then get your eyes off yourself and start praying for other people. So forget about yourself. Concentrate on him and worship him. <laughs> That's what you got to do. You got to get your eyes off yourself and get your eyes on others and get your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Because it says that when Job prayed for his friends, double was restored to him. His fortunes were restored. God restored. Everybody say restored. See, he restored his fortunes. God gave him double for his trouble. He lost it all, and God gave him more than he had. And I'm here to tell you today that despite what you've lost, God is here to give you more. God is about to restore to you your fortunes. What did David say? Restore to me the joy of my salvation. And renew a right spirit. Listen to what it says. This is the final scripture. Isaiah 61, 7. I love it. Instead of shame and dishonor. Anybody been shamed before by somebody? Come on, put your hand up if somebody shamed you before. Anybody been dishonored before? Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. Glory be to God. You will possess a double portion. Somebody shout double. Shout double for my trouble. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land. An everlasting shikapasata. Joy will be yours. Woo! Hallelujah. They can shame you. They can dishonor you. But they won't get away with it. <laughs> because God will give you a double portion, it says. Of inheritance of your land. And everlasting joy shall be yours. Hallelujah. See, there will be prosperity in your land. What God wants to do for you is he wants to prosper you. We heard it earlier, Jeremiah 29, 11. Pastor D referred to it. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to, not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. To prosper you, but to give you a hope and a future. And then it goes on. It says right after that, it says, cry out to me and I will answer you and I will I will do great and mighty things see we think oh it's a great promise we receive it but there's conditions on the promise we got to cry out to him and then what did Job do he cried out to him on behalf of his friends and God prospered him and I felt prophetically in this house that God said this is a time of restoration It's interesting because God gives you this building, then boom, this pandemic hits. But it's not stopping you. Because God is on the throne and he's establishing the house. And one of the things that 
bishops and apostles do is they come in and they help establish things in the house. And this morning, the Lord's assignment on my life was to come in here and tell you that there's going to be greater restoration than you've already known in your life. And for all the... My God, Pastor D, for all the trouble you've been through, every demon in hell has tried to come at you so many ways for so many years. But you're still standing firm. And you shall not be shaken. Because... Greater is Jesus in us than Satan in the world will ever be. I want us to lift our hands and say, God's about to restore me. Come on, do you believe that? About three people took that. I said, God's about to restore me. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your voices. trust that this broadcast has been a blessing to you today and if you want to stay in touch with us and find out what's happening here at ever increasing ministries we encourage you to go to our website www.myeim.org and you can follow us there also follow us on facebook at ever increasing ministries if you feel like you'd like to be a partner financially with us today you can also go to our website www w.myeim.org and give on the give online section there of the website. Thank you for tuning in today. We'll see you next time and we trust that God will continue to ignite you with the fire of his Holy Spirit.